Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. We're here on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on Sundays on KWXX and B97B93 and the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. And Island Conversations is always available as a podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations or at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Today we're talking animals, and not necessarily the ones you'd expect. Since 1998, Ann Goody and her husband, Dr. Norm Goody, have run Three Ring Ranch, a private, nonprofit exotic animal sanctuary located on five acres above Kona. It's home to monkeys and zebras, nene, hawks, owls, flamingos, reptiles, and some very rare, endangered, and exotic creatures. Ann Goody, good morning. Aloha. Welcome. Good morning, Sherry. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. Last time you and I talked on the radio was, I can't even believe it, more than 10 years ago, I think. And I'd like you to share with our listeners, what is Three Ring Ranch and how did you get started in this very unusual enterprise? (laughs) Okay. Three Ring Ranch is Hawaii's only accredited exotic animal sanctuary. So we're the place the wild things go when people have got one and said, what am I doing with a monkey in my bedroom? And literally, we have had a few people who had a monkey in their bedroom call us for help. We're also the place that the state will send an unusual animal that they either seize or locate, or the Honolulu Zoo or others who have exotics will choose to surrender them. Now, some of these animals are legal in Hawaii with permits. Other animals are native species, and those animals you're not allowed to have as a pet. People don't have nene or hawks or owls in their backyard, but some of these are non-releasable, and so they're sent to us as educational animals. Now that means these creatures are used in our educational programs as teaching animals. They are ambassadors for their species. Now back to who we are, we are the animal's home, first and foremost. Once you come to Three Ring Ranch, once you're accepted as a resident of Three Ring Ranch, you're there forever. We don't buy, sell, or breed an animal. The only time you ever see a baby at a true sanctuary, not a roadside zoo, a true sanctuary, is when an animal came in pregnant or when there's a oops that occurs right after the animals come in and animals aren't immediately segregated. And that's a big no-no, so you don't want to let that happen. Now, how it got started... Well, that's a little odd one. Um, My husband and I decided we were going to get married. We had bought this beautiful parcel, and we're going to build our home on it. And we thought, let's have a couple of horses, so let's build a barn. And as we began to build this place, we thought, let's get that marriage out of the way. Let's go ahead and get married. And it was a lovely private wedding. Then following was the wedding party. 
That was the next week. And where was the wedding? Oh, down at the Stone Church. Okay. Right on the lava there by the ocean. Okay. And the wedding party was? The wedding party was at the home we were leasing, which is an octagon home up on Walua Road near Cam 3. Most of you who've driven around Kona will know that, that house that you look up and see. And we had a big party, lots of friends. Next morning, while cleaning up from that party, putting things away out of the cooler, I walked out onto the driveway to pick up a stick our puppy had dropped. And Norm said, my compulsive cleaning is what caused this to happen, but I didn't want our neighbor to be upset by the stick on the road. I picked it up, stood up and turned, and was struck in the face by lightning. That's an amazing story. I mean, I've heard you tell it before, and I still can't believe you were struck by lightning. In the face. In the face. So I got whapped by a storm that had hit the area and moved on. But the air is heavy. It's highly ionized air. And I walked into a lower dip in the road where that air was accumulated. And when I stood and turned, there was a lightning bolt from a distance away that made a turn and came right at me. Luckily, what it did was it split apart. Some of the energy went to the side of our house where it took our telephone box that went into the house and it lit that little thing on fire. Uh, Some of the charge ran down multiple different lines into all of our neighbors' houses and took out their TV, their cable, their phones. Some went across the street to a telephone pole and it ran up and took out the water pumping units for Cuyahoe. Then some of it went to a palm tree and the thing burst into flame. So it was a very interesting experience. I lost the hair around my face and my nose, my eyelashes and eyebrows. I had a charge go through part of my brain that burnt up part of my brain, leaving me traumatically autistic. It burnt down my esophagus, changed my heart rhythm, burnt down my stomach, turned my uterus into jello, and ruptured the quad and exited my left foot. How many people in Kona have actually been struck by lightning, I wonder, because Anne Goody, this is such an amazing story, and amazing that you're sitting here able to tell me the story. That took a lot of years, took about a year to say my husband's name consistently, and it was very depressing. I could look in a mirror and see who I was now, and I knew who I had been, and like someone who's had a stroke, it seems the distance between the two is insurmountable, that you'll never get to where you're okay. And I was struggling with this, very depressed. I had to finish my dissertation, had to defend it. And Norm, being the kind and sweet and wonderful guy that he is, he said, what could I do to help you? Now that's how the ranch started. When he said, what can I do to help you? Out of my mouth came a word that was wrong. Expressive aphasia means I'll say something that isn't what I was thinking, and I believe my memory's challenging, that I meant let's go to Paris. And what came out of my mouth was the word zebra. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's what happened. Norm learned about the Molokai Safari Park having shut down, the animals dying of being hunted and starvation. He got the name of the attorney, and he gave it to me like a challenge, throwing down a gauntlet. Here, you want a zebra? You talk to this attorney. Well, I worked and worked a script, a few sentences, and I called. And the attorney said, if you can get permits, you can have any and all animals here. So I said, ah, okay, I will go to the state and I will talk to them. And the state looked at my background and said, hmm, she's done wildlife rehab in California for many years. How about we'll give her the permits 
if she does hawks, owls, bats, seabirds for us. And so that was the trade. Before the first exotic came to our property, I had already been doing hawks, owls, seabirds, and a bat. Wow. You know, you mentioned permits, and I think that's something important to mention, that you do have, you're licensed by the United States Department of Agriculture, you hold state and federal wildlife permits, so people can't just own the kind of animals you have. You have to have permits, is that right? Extensive permits, and sometimes, some of these permits take about a year to obtain. Wow. Like a permit for monkeys. Uh, when the wildlife way station in California was closed by the state and federal authorities, we already had an active open permit for six monkeys. We had about a year before written that request and submitted it to the state Department of Ag, and they had gone through all the lengthy steps and processes to get those permits issued to us. We had asked for those permits because we had some elderly animals who were solos. And you never want to house an animal as a solo. You always want to have a buddy with it. And in primates, you would want to have same species partners. So we had those permits open. We'd only had them about a week when we were contacted through the accreditation group asking, what kind of animals can you take? We didn't even know the facility that was closing at the time. We were just told a large facility with many types of animals. What can you accept? Wow. Interesting. Well, what kind of animals do you have in residence now at Three Ring Ranch? Well, if we start from the front gate and work our way back, we can start with a bison named Cody and his best friend, Jesus, who is an ass, a smart ass, not a dumbass. (laughs) And the ass is the correct term for burrow. Okay. So then we work up. Uh, to the barn, which has a big variety of parrots, and that is our our base area where we start with our volunteers in the morning, and it also has some small fuzzy animals. Then we work our way to by the classroom area where we have a lot of holding creatures, animals who've come in and are adapting their behavior, they're learning how to be treated by our volunteers and to be comfortable at our facility. Then as we move back, we have a large pasture area that has some small ruminants, sheep and goats, and a geep, and it also contains the monkey area. So we have spider monkeys, we have capuchin monkeys, we have a macaque in that area, which they get a lot of enrichment watching the sheep and goats move around them. That also is home to one of our giant tortoises. As you roll further back, You have a hill pasture that's divided into two areas. That's because you want to always be able to move your ostrich from area to area without you being with them. Why? Well, ostrich aren't exactly sweet and cuddly creatures. Oh. (laughs) We we have one. Her name's Big Bird. She's 33 years old, and she is a sweetie. And she has some alpaca friends, and she also has a giant tortoise buddy. And she has an area directly alongside the fence where she can move back and forth with the gang in the other pasture. Oh, so they're not actually housed together. They're separated by a fence. Well, there's a fence that runs between two groups of ostrich. One who's super sweet and an old lady, and she's only separated from the other three because this is the time of the year that Cookie Monster thinks all ostrich are beautiful and all people must die. Oh. <laughs> or, or, sex with humans would be great. Do you have something to eat? Let me kill you now. And these changes in his thought process occur about every other second. It's very quick, and you can outrun him. He can run 43 miles an hour 
He's eight feet tall. Wow. He can kick and disembowel you with a single kick. So we do have to be cautious of Cookie Monster. I uh, guess. Yeah. So that's why this particular pasture is divided into four blocks. So when we open one gate, we can move him into a smaller room, a shift room. And then we can open a next gate and he shifts again. And he's never in a room with us. So does he go voluntarily or how do you get him to move? Oh, boy. Well, Cookie Monster is one of the dumbest creatures on the planet. Ostrich are not known for their keen intelligence. Okay. Um, Very, very dumb creatures. Very large, got big feet, run really fast, don't need a brain. Uh, they are ratites, and there's not very many in that family group. So when you open the gate and Cookie Monster is in a pasture that maybe the grass is four inches tall, and he wants to be in the area with the 12-inch grass, <laughs> and the gate is open, he will stand at that open gate, and we're talking a 12-foot gate open, and he'll stand there and stare at the area he wants to go into sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes four hours. <laughs> Do yeah. you bring a book with you so you have something to do you to entertain open yourself? The, you open the gate and walk away. <laughs> now, and then, then when you see him, then you rush and close, close the gate? Close the gate. Now, hopefully one of the girls, Grover or the Donald, will walk into that other area and he will follow them. So that's a good way to move it. And the names are all very silly. I think you're noticing that we have a common theme in funny names. It It is helpful for volunteers to remember the creature and then you begin to think of what they're going to eat and the care that they have when you start thinking about a funny name. <laughs> so, so we do have a lot of funny names. Goliath lives in that same area with the ostrich, and he has no problem being with them. He's about 350 pounds, one, what of, is our, he? one of our large tortoise. Okay. So he lives there. Now, on the way to that back area, we've passed the lawn zone. The lawn zone has hawks and owls and parrots and many different types of tortoise. And it has one really unique creature. And before we find out what Anne considers a really unique creature, a brief interruption to remind you this is Island Conversations, and I'm Sherry Bracken. Anne Goody of Three Ring Ranch Exotic Animal Sanctuary, which is in Kona, is telling us about the animals who are resident at Three Ring Ranch. We'll be talking more about those animals and finding out how we can see some of those animals, which is a little bit restricted now because of COVID-19. Next week, you may have heard this before, but it is definitely time to respond to the United States Census. So we are going to re-listen to an interview that I did with Charlotte Poy, who lives on the Waianae Coast, which has at much at stake in the U.S. Census, as does the Big Island, relative to being able to receive federal funding. So that's next week. Before we get back to Ann Goody, let's hear from our wonderful generous sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. 
And just a reminder that Island Conversations is also posted as a podcast for anytime listening on your phone or your computer. And that includes a bonus podcast that I recorded this past week with Lieutenant Governor Dr. Josh Green talking about some of the aspects of the COVID-19 pandemic that are helpful to understand, including the state's ability to do contact tracing, which we've heard is so critical. The podcasts are anywhere you get podcasts by looking for Island Conversations or at kwxx.com or at b97hawaii.com. Now let's get back to Ann Goody talking about Three Ring Ranch Exotic Animal Sanctuary, and we will pick up where we left off before the break. And it has one really unique creature. It has lemur land. Oh, you've got lemurs. We do. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, we have the cousins of Frank da Lima, who's one of the babies <laughs> at the Honolulu Zoo. We have Mo and Maddie. Now, Maddie, short for Madagascar, Mo for Mozambique, well, they're adorable. They are so cute, fuzzy, long tails, cute little hands, absolutely adorable faces. <laughs> but there's a problem with lemurs. See, Maddie, Fatty Maddie, is super sweet. She'll come over and gently take something from your finger. And Mo is the devil in angel's pajamas. You see, Mo is in a female-dominant species, and so when she wants to be around any other creature, she wants to be the boss. And that really makes it hard for Norm. Norm, your husband. Yes. She wants to put Norm in his place, which in her mind is far below her place. (laughs) So she can be a challenge. Very adorable, but a challenge. They have extremely sharp teeth, really sharp little nails on the ends of their cute little feet, and they work those little hands and little thumbs very well. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, they're very, they're fascinating species. They're, they're a primate, but if you look at the family tree of primates, they're as far away from us as they can possibly be besides the loris down there. Whereas on the other end of the family tree, we've got the chimpanzee, which is closest to us DNA count. How do all these animals find their way to you, Ann Goody? Uh, airplane, truck, (laughs) (laughs) anything, crates, boxes. No, they find their way because the owners, again, do a surrender or the state or DLNR or someone from one of the accreditation bodies contacts us. Wow, so interesting. You know, you talked about the monkeys, and that makes me think about us right now. We're in the time of COVID-19, and monkeys are very close to humans, and I am guessing they can get COVID-19 because we've seen other species catch COVID from people. We've seen tigers. We've seen a couple of dogs and cats. Absolutely. How, do you, how are you dealing with COVID as far as the health of the animals and, and everything else? It is a trick. First off, they can get ill easier from us than we can get ill from them. So, and with our elderly animals, we have a 50-year-old spider monkey. Wow. And a 40-year-old spider monkey. Both of these are considered greatly geriatric, fragile, and on the edge. We also have a 22-year-old macaque. For a macaque of her species, she is on the edge. So we take extreme precautions. There are only a few people who even enter the area of the pasture where the primate areas are. So we have buffer fences around that. 
our volunteers who can come and do things at the ranch are very limited. We have dropped down to our core group. Each of the people in our core group has limited their own activities so that they can continue to come to the ranch. We have no more interns. Our intern program completely shut down, which means that our pre-vets and our vet students who are counting on being with us for credit don't get it. Oh, that's really too it's bad. It's tragic. Our international volunteers who were booked, who were staying with us between four and six weeks, all canceled. Our after-school mentors, our children ages 11 and up, who were coming on Wednesdays, Fridays, and open days on Saturdays, gone. We cannot have these programs. Well, why can you not have the veterinarian students? Because it would seem like they would be people who you might be able to have, but no? Well, they're coming here from the mainland. Mm. U.S. mainland, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, England. They would be coming in. They'd have to quarantine for two weeks, run the risk of exposure to us and everybody else at the ranch, and then they would only have two weeks for their program. Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah, bad. It's, it's absolutely too much risk. Well, you know, education, I know, has always been a big part of Three Ring Ranch, and I'd like to know, it sounds like you've canceled it, but what plans do you have to be able to do education in some way? Because I know that's very integral to what you do. That is, that is our mission, actually, is education. This is our primary goal and function. So while trying to think outside of the box, some way that we could still continue to reach children, and adults throughout our community, not just the west side of the island, all of the island and even throughout the state and farther, we came up with a program. We're going to do a series called the Animal Ladies Online Science Adventures. And the first episode will be monkeys. Really? Yep. All Good. about monkeys. And we've actually begun filming this. Our intro is done. We've done how to feed your monkey. We've done monkeys anatomy and physiology, and now we're beginning to move around the ranch and talk to the different monkeys and do interesting things on behavior and communication. So we're working on it, and once these are done, they're going to be available and downloadable by any parent or teacher anywhere. Oh, free. wow. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very nice. It's got to be really fun doing those videos. I mean, when you talk about communication with monkeys, I know that one can communicate with all animals, but monkeys being so close to humans has to be particularly interesting for you. It is. It is, and it's a lot of fun. It's very quick. Expressions on their faces are just as fast as ours. If you look at yourself in the mirror and you smile, you see not just the smile opening your mouth, your cheek going up. You see your eye change shape, your eyebrow, your chin tilt forward, your nodding, your motion of your shoulders. All of that goes with a smile. All of that goes with their expressions, too. So you have to be paying attention to the hair on their head, the tip of their ear, because their ears move and ours don't. All of that happens in the blink of an eye. And we smile when we're happy. We also smile when we're in an awkward situation. And if you're watching a monkey behavior, you best know if it's happy or if it's not. Do monkeys smile when they're happy? Monkeys do have a smile, but they don't show their upper gum. Humans are the only creatures who smile and lift our upper lip when it's good. Think about that. Good Any to other know. time when you smile and your upper lip is lifted and your gum is exposed, you're threat. Very Think interesting. Think of it. Tell me how all predators look at you. I'm going to keep that in mind when I'm around animals. Now, Ann Goody, 
how do you all survive? Where do you get the funding to support all these animals? Yikes. Okay, that's a hot topic right now. So right now, we don't have our interns. We don't have our internationals. We don't have any of these people who normally come. We're not doing our educational tours, except we've just begun doing our VIP tours again, which are single-family single household with tons of precautions and a health questionnaire. So that's going to help us because we've had zero income. Normally the students who come do pay you for that experience, no, for example? No, normally during a tour, group tours, we get that payment. We don't get okay. it from the vet students or the interns, but our international volunteers do pay a stipend to be there at the house working and learning. Great. But right now the income is down. We've had to recreate a budget for the year. We call it our pandemic budget. Hmm. And best case scenario for 2020 is we'll be between twenty six dollars and $28,000 short. Ouch. So I take it you accept donations from anybody? Yes, we anybody. are 501c3. We gladly accept donations. If anyone wants to go online and adopt a lemur, they can look at see how much a lemur costs for a month or a year, and they can adopt that animal. You can adopt any creature at the ranch, and it would be greatly appreciated. And what is your website address, please? ThreeRingRanch.org. One time I was having coffee with your husband, Norm, when he and Dr. Charlotte Sharfin and I were meeting with a doctor from Oregon who was an expert in medical aid and dying. And as we went to our cars, Norm showed me the back of his vehicle, and it was full of produce. Tell us where you <laughs> get this produce. Well, best friends to the ranch is Safeway. Safeway has been our saving grace on produce, fruits and vegetables every single day, early in the morning. Norm or I, when he's working as an ER doc, his other hat, one of us is at Safeway. And we collect amazing things that they put aside for us rather than throwing in the dumpster. They have been our friends since Safeway opened and we never would have accepted the variety of creatures that we have without their help. We couldn't have. It just wouldn't have happened. You know, we would have maybe brought them in as fosters and placed them and never been able to offer them the lifetime home. And the other animals I didn't mention, the zebras, the nene, the swans, the cranes, the flamingos. Recently, the Hilton Hawaii Hotel in Waikoloa surrendered all of their animals to us. Really? Yes, we've been asking for 20 years. Wow. So we've been offering a home, and they surrendered them all. My goodness. Yep. I guess that makes sense because they're closed like so many of the hotels. This happened before they closed. They had made that decision to go ahead and do that in September. And we had been working on it gradually bit by bit. And the last animals, the cranes and flamingos, moved to us the day before the island closed. <laughs> what timing. Yep. I forgot to ask one question. What do you do about medical care for all these animals? We are so lucky. Many of the procedures and things we can do at the ranch, and we have a team of volunteer veterinarians from exotic animal zookeeper vets, primate vets. We have a local equine vet who thinks it is such fun to come and do ultrasounds on monkeys. That's great. At one time, I believe you had a nude lab rat, and I don't know if that creature is still with you, but I'm puzzled by that. Do rats usually wear clothes or what? What is a nude lab rat? <laughs> that was Yoda. Okay, so rats are bred specifically to have consistent 
health consistent genetic material for labs. Because if you're doing a cancer test and you have to replicate that test, you can't do it on different lines of animals. They have to be as close to each other as possible without being a clone. And Yoda was bred from a lab at UCI. UC Irvine? Yes. Okay. And Yoda was naked, which was something that they did on purpose. They had lines of rats so they could see different uh, activities and experiments on their surface of their skin without having to shave hair. <laughs> so is Yoda still with you or is no. Yoda gone rats, on to rat rats, heaven? Yes, on rat heaven. Rats only live about two and a half to three years of age. Yoda ended up making it to about three and a half years. My goodness. And Goody, we're at the end of our time together. What else would you like to add before we say aloha? I think people should take a look at our Facebook. Be kind to the animals around you. Remember that while we are in a pandemic and we're having to stay at home, take this opportunity to take a little more time with the animals you are surrounded by. And Goody, what is your website? ThreeRingRanch.org. Three Ring Ranch, written out. Yes. Dot O-R-G. Very good. And Goody, thank you so much for being here. This is just, you have a fascinating place up there, and I so admire what you and Norm do. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha, Sherry, and thanks for having me. And if you would like to get in touch with Anne Goody or learn more about Three Ring Ranch, there's several ways. Their website is threeringranch.org, all written out. Their email address is animals at threeringranch.org. And the phone number up there is 808-331-8778, for Three Ring Ranch. To our listeners, thank you so much for being with us. And a reminder that if you'd like to take a look at the election results from yesterday's election, we have them online at kwxx.com. You may also go to elections.hawaii.gov. And this coming Thursday, August 13th, I'm scheduled to be on the PBS Hawaii Insights Show from 8 p.m. till 9 to talk about the election results with Colin Moore from University of Hawaii, Catherine Cruz from Hawaii Public Radio, and Scott Nago, who's the state's election chief. Until the next Island Conversations, please, let's all live and thrive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.